Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Thomas of the very famous, world-renowned Thomas Show. We are back. I'm back with a very special guest to record a one-off holiday spectacular episode. That's a lie. All about the holidays. That's a lie. This is actually the oh, first not. of season two of the Thomas Show coming out weekly. That's and not catch true. him editing this out. Don't listen to that. I'm going to edit it out. All right, so we are back. We're back with a very special episode. It's a gift from me to you. So if you ever say, I didn't get you anything for holidays, you are a liar. All right, Jake, uh, welcome back to the show. Um, you just celebrated your 21st birthday. Um, how was that? How did you, did you, did you uh, have a great time, even in this pandemic-induced world? Yeah, it was, it was quite a show. Um, we, we went down to Ellicottville. And uh, because Cattaraugus County, I believe it is, and or Chautauqua, I don't know. I, I made that up. One of those words is made up. Doesn't have restrictions, so or has restrictions, but like you can still go out and eat. So I was able to buy illegal beer, and it was cool. And then I skied a bunch. There you go. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful day right there. Oh, the best. Nothing better. And meanwhile, the Bills, our tried and true loves of our lives, are. Praise be. Just slinging it. I love me some Beasley. I sure do. So that's that's really the holiday gift that Buffalo has given us, is the Bills, and my holiday gift to you is this episode. Um, as, as we said, this is a holiday spectacular. We're going to have lots of fun. Uh, Jake and I are going to rate our very favorite holiday cookies later in the show. We're going to enjoy some holiday snacks virtually and, and just have a good time. First off... I'd like to you to notice the very improved uh, microphone quality that I had. It just going makes on here. you sound hungover. No, it doesn't. That's that's me it waking does. up ten minutes ago. That's what that is. Impressive. So real quick, it's a it's a microphone plugged into like an XLR interface, which makes me feel fancy, and it also made me spend more money. But that's I like gadgets, so it kind of works out. Nothing better. You, you know when like you've got a simple solution to something and you kind of go for the more extra solution just because you get to buy more stuff. Oh uh, yes, all the time actually. Yeah, yeah, and then you get you get to you know kind of show off the other stuff and say that you use this fancy stuff even if you really don't because obviously this stuff was bought uh, a couple months ago. But here we are recording this episode now. Hey, uh, I have. A Thrustmaster Hotas X, which is a flight stick, sitting in a closet, and I use it once a year. I have a um, racing wheel with pedals that I use once a year, and then realize I don't like racing games. And then I take it out the are next those, year and try it again. Are those for VR? Uh, they're for VR or flat segue. screen. Uh, yeah, we could talk about VR. Um, so, you know, for the holidays, uh, both Jake and I celebrate Christmas. If you celebrate something else, that's awesome. Uh, Hanukkah, you get eight days of gifts. That's pretty sweet. Jake, for Christmas, I got the family a Quest 2, which I have many reservations about. Facebook Namely sucks. because of Mark Zuckerberg. Haha, <laughs> the Zuck. Um, but we are the Zuck. We are going to dive headfirst into the realm of virtual reality. And the very first game that I want to play is a game that you showed me uh, actually on your birthday, not that long ago, right before a Star Wars movie. It is uh, Space Pirate Trainer. Yeah, that's one of the best. It's my it favorite is. favorite VR game. Um, so for the uninitiated, explain the game a little bit. So you, uh, you're standing still, 
and you can walk around the little area, and you got guns, and you shoot robots that fly through the sky, and it's real simple, and that's what makes it a good VR game. That's it. It's basically like 3D Galaga. Uh, yeah, that's I never right? thought of it that way, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I always imagine it. You get to, like, take a shield out from your back. It's so cool how you can, like, take a controller, reach behind your back, come out in front of you, and it has, like, a new thing. Like, it just knows that you went behind your back. That's insane. That's It's all about ago, that never being that. intuitive and stuff, which a lot intuitive. of VR games don't get intuitive. Also, it's a really cool animation when it pops out into the shield. It is pretty cool. And you get all these other different, you know, lasers, and you get, like, this... this uh, laser lasso thing that you can whip oh, robots down to the ground forgot about that guy see now you're gonna start playing it yeah i just uh I just moved back home so now i can play vr again there you go you were in an apartment down by up i was in a dorm down by canisius how was the uh apartment life uh i moved out so there's your answer to that uh i know i liked living there um it was awesome i like living with my friends but i also like money and that was not conducive to my efforts to have more money those things did not have a handshake agreement. No. So uh talked to the landlord, and he put out the ad, and now the starting quarterback for the UB Bulls is moving into our house. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. He only uh, passes so, it like eight times a game, but that's just a disclaimer. It doesn't matter. As long as he's <laughs> handing it off to Jarrett Patterson or whatever his name is, I Jared, think that's a done Jared, deal. Yeah, something like that. What a that guy. A, he's a beast. He's something. So you couldn't have VR in the apartment. You've got VR now at home, and we've been planning on playing a game, uh, Arizona Sunshine, which oh. I know nothing about. You haven't looked into it at all? Not at all. Well, it's a zombie game where you shoot zombies, and it's it, it has uh, artificial locomotion. I think that's the term they still use, but that's what they What's used that? like four years ago when I got it. So you like you press down on the touchpad, and you move your guy around, and they're like really big maps, like really big, like it's a storyline. And I've never gotten to play the co-op with anybody. Because uh, all my friends are are poor. Uh. Yeah, and VR is not well. Actually, I mean, you know, the Oculus Quest, the the Quest Two, what I what I bought is two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, VR is pretty cheap right now because it's out of, it's out of stock everywhere. Hmm. Um, but you know, two hundred ninety nine dollars. You don't even need a computer. The bonus is you can plug it into a computer afterwards if you want to play the the PC VR games. But that's just uh, that's a pretty good way to get people initiated into the, the realm of VR. Yeah, it's, I mean, the more people, the merrier, because multiplayer VR games keep dying, except for super popular ones like Pavlov, which I liked playing and stuff. Yeah, so but, have you played any of the, the really popular multiplayer games now that I'm seeing, like uh, Population Zero One? Never heard of it until or, yesterday when I was looking at the Steam website. Because there's lots of those games that are like Battle Royale or, or something like that that are, are super popular. Yeah, I have never played a, a Battle Royale in VR. I've played Pavlov VR, which is multiplayer, and that um, is like a CSGO Counter-Strike thing. Um, and they even imported the maps into that. Shout out. That makes it so much more fun. That's pretty um, awesome. And then I've played On... Is it called Onward? It's like a milsim one. It's sort of fun, but you die fast and then you gotta wait like forever. And then I've played this one on Oculus using Revive that I can't remember the name of where you throw discs and you fly around. And I don't get motion sickness, but I can tell like most people will when they play that thing. 
So that that's what I ran into the first time that I was not the first time one of the one of the second or, or third times I was over at your house playing VR. I think it was probably a half day in high school. Uh, we went over to your house and just sat around and played VR the entire day. And by the end of the day, I felt like my stomach was in my head and I couldn't feel my left arm and it was just a mess. Wow. But it was lots of fun. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I know you and Bob are the only ones who have seen get decent amounts of motion sick. And everybody yeah, else well, is pretty we, good to we go. did play for a long time. And, you know, a couple of these games, you've got to start off just kind of like, you know, sitting or doing anything. And then, you know, if you dive right into the games where you're using the control sticks to, like, move around or the the teleport, maybe, you start getting pretty sick if you haven't played. You know, people say you got to start off with the comfortable games for, like, a few days and then move into some moderate games and then move into some of the more, I don't know, mentally or stomachly challenging games. Which <laughs> stomachly challenging. Hey, that's a new, that's a new word. Yeah. Um, but I just looked up all the, the player numbers for VR, and it's a lot more than what it used to be when I used to play pretty consistently. Although it still seems like single player is way more popular. Yeah, um, single player is probably the way to go. One, two, three... The most popular four. game that people are probably aware of is, is Beat Saber, right? With everything on the, the commercials on TV and things like that. Yeah, that I love that game. That seems to be the... the uh, forefront child of vr the protege catch me never paying for those songs though i i have a so how does that work you you can it's like tom you used to play osu with us because we were all losers and you can get beat maps and you can just play them uh you can just put them into your folder and play them and people make beat maps for a lot of different songs so i won't lie that part of my vr obsession recently has been because uh one day i sat down and watched about 25 minutes of someone just playing Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and it looked really awesome, and I missed, like, the rhythm games. So, obviously, I looked at Oculus, and I was like, oh, Beat Saber, that's rhythm-based, right? That's That might scratch this itch. And, you know, 20 minutes later, there was one in my cart, and it was on way to my way to my house. So, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I know. So, if you don't call me spontaneous, I don't know what you can call me. I can call you Tom. Yeah seems to work all right so all right let's let's just let's dive right into this holiday christmas oh we're Hanukkah, diving kwanzaa we're, we're diving and not into the shallow end this is a deep end do you like okay. that i no not at all actually no? all right whatever i would have texted you specifically about that line if anybody else was on this podcast right now that's I was listening. too bad that's too bad my phone's yeah. halfway across the room all right let's all right, let's 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 do um, let's rank some holiday music and then let's rank some holiday cookies. How's that? Oh, sound? I knew you were going to make me rank holiday music, and I was unprepared. Yeah. Still, come on, you don't look at. All right, look up a list real quick, and then okay. We'll get Let me go on Spotify. And I'm thinking, let's do let's do top five of each, and okay. we can do like a personal top five. All right. Well, obviously, uh, all I want for Christmas is you is an absolute banger. No question. Are you about ranking it. that at number five or is that number one? I need to think. I need to see this full list first. All right, figure it out. Um, Jesus! Wow. Okay, you can go ahead while I look at All this. Right. All right. There's a lot of Christmas music here. So at number five, I'm going to go with "Run Rudolph Run" by Chuck Berry. Wow. All right. It's just a good song. It's got Rudolph in it, and it's not like a typical Rudolph song, right? Uh, Rudolph, Rudolph. Rudolph. 
Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it and had to say it at the same time. I've just said it. All right, so run Rudolph run. That's that's my number five. What do you got for number five? I'd probably hit you with uh, Paul McCartney's "Wonderful Christmas Time." That's a good one. That's a great mm-hmm. one. Is there a live version of that? Which which song do I have here? This is the full. full oh, it's the full archive. Never mind. I was looking at my list, and it's got you know parentheses with different because all of these songs have something in parentheses. Like, all right, so there's a John Lennon song, "Happy Christmas," well, "Happy Xmas," and in parentheses, it's "War is over," and then it's also featuring someone. Probably. All right. So number five. There we go. Number four. I'm going Feliz Navidad. Okay. Well, good idea because I had the same one. It's just a classic. You learn a little bit of a different language. You get to be a little bit more cultural. Here's the uh, the um, little paragraph that they give you for this whole album, which I guess is called Feliz Navidad. The universally recognized Puerto Rican singer-songwriter gives you a brilliant performance on his 1970 release featuring the ultimate bilingual Christmas jingle, Feliz Navidad. Imagine rhyming bilingual and Christmas jingle. That's just... Amazing. Oh, and it's Feliciano. What's Jose Feliciano? I wonder if they know Jose. John Feliciano. Oh. See how I did that there? Yeah. All right, number four, Feliz Navidad. That's what you're locking in? Yeah, and I have something to talk about there. Go. I was you know you know um you know the subreddit Bone Apple Tea? Sure. The one that is like people messing up what words are like Bone Apple Tea is actually Bone Appetite, but it's somebody spelling it really wrong because they don't know what it's spelled like. I saw something, I cannot remember for the life of me what the Feliz Navidad one was, but I saw it the other day and I couldn't have laughed harder. It's like the least not something like that, and it was so funny. You could probably, I, <laughs> you could probably get Fleece in there, Fleece, not a dad, Fleece. Fel- Feliz Navidad Fleece. bone apple tea. Oh, there we go. Okay, let's see if that comes up. Uh, the got? least Navidad. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bone uh, apple tea. How, I don't even know how that started. Bone apple teeth. Bone apple tea. Bone apple. Bone tie. apple tea. Bone apple tea. I mean, yeah. then it just kind of became a TikTok vine something resurrection. Where what people did? just kept saying saying it. Bone apple tea. Bone apple. You know, with like a bad plate of food or something. Yeah. All right. Number. What are we on? Number two. No, we skipped no, number, number three. three, man. Number three. Um, I'm going to go, hmm, this is kind of difficult. I'm going to go Last Christmas by Wham! with an exclamation mark. Wow. You know, that's the album that they earned the exclamation mark on. Really? No, I just say that whenever anybody mentions Wham! because that's a joke from Deadpool. I always just think, yeah, I always just think (laughs) back to Deadpool. And the album cover is something special. It's got George Michael and Andrew Ridgely on it. Mm-hmm. They're looking Christmassy right into the camera, staring into your soul, and it's got Last Christmas right right on top. Oh, and it comes with Last Christmas pudding mix and everything she wants, neither of which I know anything about. All right, everything she wants is a good song. Uh, well, what was yours? Last Christmas. Last Christmas by Wham. Wham. Do you remember watching Deadpool in theaters? Oh, yeah. That was, what a was day that, that was. your birthday, too? Yep. Wow. 
Good birthday I think movies. I've seen more birthdays on your or more movies on your birthday than movies not on your birthday. Because I don't really go to the movie theater, and of course now I don't go at all. But you know. Oh my God! The word Christmas looks so weird now. Why have you looked at it too many times? Way too many times. Look at that word. Look at that. Yeah. That's so weird. All right. Well, my my number three is all I want for Christmas is you. That's number three, Mrs. Mariah Carey. Wow. Well, I didn't want to copy you again. I had last Christmas at three, so I changed it, and now all it's right. at number two. But that's, that's a spoiler. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a good song. You know, what what I often do, or what I pretend to often do, but actually just see on Twitter, um, besides the majority of things, um, is, you know, Google Trends, you can see when people start searching for stuff. Yeah. And you can see, like, at the end of October, when there's that first uptick for Mariah Carey's song, right? Um, That that usually signals the start of the Christmas season. Yeah, so does uh, it becoming November. Yeah, you know, but this this adds a little more holiday flair, a little more flavor. I'd also like to say that I'm on this list of the top 25 Christmas songs of all time. And um the obviously Mariah Carey's number 1. Uh but number 5 is a Justin Bieber song that I've never heard of. What's it called? Uh, Mistletoe. Yeah, that's a popular one. Uh maybe I've heard it, but I have not seen it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of came out when, you know, he was looked down upon from from dudes in middle school. Ah, uh, yeah, it says 2011. Right. So, so now, that's, now that's prime like, hatred right, time. That's the new Justin Bieber. I'll listen to it, whatever, and we understand. But back then, it was we were at odds. We were fighting for the same girls. That's right. Very true. So he was looked he was looked at as a as a uh, competition a piece of competition. All right, number two, I'll let you go first. You're gonna let me go first. You're gonna yeah. trust me with this right now. All right, well, number two, I already said is last Christmas. There you go. I'm gonna so, go. See. Christmas, baby, please come home. Ooh, by Darlene Love. And I've got there's a, there was a very special connection here between you and one of our good friends, Patrick. With this song that was in his short film. I, I forget what it was. Was it called Ring? Hang on. What did you just say? The, what's the connection here? Patrick had a short film uh-huh. in high school. It was called something. And it had this song in it. And I liked this song before. And this you know, short film didn't change my Hang on. thought. What song, song was it again so I can play it and baby, listen to baby, it? Baby, please come home. Christmas. Christmas, baby, please come home. Something like that. Yeah. Christmas is not. Okay, hang on. Let me listen to this and see if I can remember All what's, right. what the video is from. I don't think I've ever seen a video that he made with that in it before. Are you kidding me? All right, I'll have to look it up and find it. It was it was all about slow pan shots moving through the studio in high school, and you know that would like come to reveal. I think it was Phil. He was just standing behind a you, counter. Oh, it was a commercial. It wasn't a commercial. Anything Phil was a commercial. It wasn't selling anything. It wasn't even promoting any group or any... It was probably promoting QTV. I don't know about that. Anyways, it was called Ring. It had this song in it. And this song starts off really softly, right? And it, and then it just kind of gradually gets louder. And it's just a good song. So that's why it's number two. Huh. That's... I'm on his YouTube channel right now. We'll have to pester him and see and if we can find it. it. Okay, yeah. Um, All right, number one. You ready? Yeah. 
My number one is Step Into Christmas by Mr. Elton Sir John. Wow. I don't... Yeah. When was the last time I heard that? Because it's not even in my list. Step... Absolute banger. Step Into Christmas? Yep. Wow. Let me let me look at the lyrics and see if I recognize it. Welcome to my Christmas song. Oh, yeah. All right. The admission's free. That's Step Into Christmas, The Admission's Free. That's what I recognize. Hey, okay. I didn't know those words. <laughs> I'm going to have to add that to my... And if you're you're making a pl- uh, playlist at home, don't worry. I'm going to compile all these songs. We're going to put them in a playlist, and you're going to be able to listen to the, the top five, well, top ten, really, uh, Christmas holiday renditions of these songs, courtesy of The Thomas Show. Curated, I should say. Curated by Thomas and Jake. Yes. Um, very, right. very specific and clear and let well me, curated. Let me give you my number one. And to people who I've talked to this about, they already know. It is Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the live version by Bruce Springsteen. Hold on. It's a very specific. It's live at CW Post College, Greenville, New York, December 1970, Santa Claus is coming to town live at CW Post College, Greenvale, New York. It's fantastic. It's the, it's the greatest Christmas song. Specifically this version. Yeah, specifically this version because he, so, you know, Bruce Springsteen is, is uh, you know, he's known for his, uh, you know, talking to the crowd, things like that, right? So, uh, you know, he's he's yelling, he's he's saying, he's, you know, asking the band, hey, do you know what time of year it is? And, uh, oh, you know, this is the yells. one that they play on the radio all the time. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also played at Wegmans. I they yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a Wegmans in years, but it's pretty good. So, uh, aside real quick, we figured out how to how to beat Wegmans. Um, you can download an app, the Wegmans app, and you can just go in and scan all your own stuff, and then go to self checkout, and you get an in and out in a record amount of time. Or you could just uh, use Instacart. Yeah, but that's expensive. I agree. And as you've said, you are moving out of an apartment. That's right. saving money would be at the forefront. Which is why I bought a Minecraft realm last night at 4 a.m. Oh my gosh. Why at 4 a.m.? Yeah, I had stuff to do at 4 a.m. Don't you know that no good decisions take place past 10 a.m. or 10 p.m.? Or 10 a.m. <laughs> There's a very small window for decision making. 10 a.m. Yeah, if you wake up at 9:50, you better figure out what you're eating for dinner real quick. <laughs> oh, well, that's me every day. I don't know what I'm eating for dinner. Oh no, I do because my mom just makes it. Ayo. There you go. All right, you want to swing into um, these lovely holiday cookies? Holiday cookies. Okay. So okay. I'll I... give you a little back a backstory here. Um, you know, we usually get some, some cookies from the store. We get some cookies from friends. We are not big bakers in my house. No matter how many Instagram stories I post about me baking, we're not very big bakers. I bake a little bread. I bake some pies for Thanksgiving and and other holidays, but, uh, usually not Christmas or anything like that. This year we decided since we can't go out and do all these different things, we're just going to have a, a cookie bonanza holiday, big you know, spread. Basically, what I imagined was a charcuterie table tray of cookies. Instead of meat and cheese, it's just cookies. So, 
let me give you the rundown of what we created real quick, and then I will uh, we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and rate these these cookies. In typical Thomas fashion, I created an entire spreadsheet, and it lists all the different cookies, what we need for each cookie, and then it totals all the you know ingredients up at the bottom, so that we went when we went to the store, we could get everything that we needed. It's one of the saddest things I've ever heard in my life. Don't worry about it, because the product was 11 fantastic cookies and balls. Get all your sweaty balls out. (laughs) I just watched that last night. That's pretty good. (laughs) Um, You know, it never struck me, and now that I, you know, do a podcast once in a while, that, you know, people listening to that were just listening to it, and that's kind of part of the joke, but that just never hit my 11-year-old brain. What did you just say? Right, so when you're watching it, you understand that they're not actually talking about his balls. They're talking about his... His Christmas his Christmas balls. <laughs> there's no good balls, way. There's, no, there's no good way to do this, um, right? Because <laughs> now we're on a podcast doing it. Exactly. <laughs> so you know they're they're talking on NPR and they're they're in the classic NPR voice and they're talking like this. And, and we've got we've we've got Alec Baldwin. Wow, I'm just breathing into the mic. Yeah, well, okay. that's kind of what they do. And so, you know, if you're just listening to it, you know, typically you listen to NPR in the car, right? You're just kind of listening to, you know, the NPR hosts and, and Alec Baldwin talk about his sweaty balls. And you don't actually know that they're not talking about his balls. They're talking about his balls. So yeah, his that balls. just never really balls. hit my brain because we were always watching it on TV. And we could see, hey, clearly they're not talking about his balls. They're talking about his balls. But <laughs> if you didn't know that, they were talking about his balls. So all that, in short, is to say that we made a couple different balls. They're very tender. Um, and cookies. They are very tender. Uh, we, so we made we made gingerbread, which is uh, from this Tartine book, which is a bakery in San Francisco. Um, it was fantastic. It had a whole bunch of different spices in it that I wasn't. I had to go out and buy. So we had to go out and get some some ground cloves and um, what else? We had to get some some ground ginger. We just have regular ginger, you know. Uh, second was snickerdoodles. That's of course a classic holiday cookie. And then we made these these butter jam thumbprint things. See, those are really good classic. Usually you get them in church, right? That that's a classic church cookie. Um, sometimes there's a whole bunch of them because people don't want the jam or, or something like that. Whatever. I enjoyed the jam. Then we made one of my. Uh, actually, I won't say anything. Like I'll skip over it because I was about to say one of my favorite. Um, I'll come back to it. and You won't know. Uh, I made I made biscotti which is, you know, great to dip in some coffee in an early morning. Um, for the first ball, we made maple pecan bourbon balls. Um, <laughs> they were a little boozy. We only put uh, maybe a third of a cup of uh, bourbon in there, and you could taste it. Um, then we made peanut butter balls, haystacks. Haystacks are like the the uh, oatmeal, not oatmeal, but the, you know, there's coconut, there's oatmeal, and it's fantastic. It's got a whole bunch of chocolate. Someone in the house made puppy chow, which is like cereal coated in um, in powdered sugar with some chocolate. Um, Russian tea cakes, sugar cookies, and peanut butter blossoms round out the uh, the cookie list there. It was great, and all of them are gone now, and this was a week I'm, ago. I'm so lost. Don't worry about it. We're going to rate cookies, and we're going to have a good time. Jake, what's your uh, top five favorite uh, cookie Ch- chocolate chip sugar cookies and then that's it that's my top that's the two in my top five that's the only cookies i've ever eaten at christmas are you insane nope really Mm-hmm. so you've never had like a good piece of gingerbread cookie or i don't i don't think i don't recall have you ever made a gingerbread house 
No. What? I have You've not. never had the titillating activity of making the house and then breaking it and breaking your teeth on the house after, and, you know, the frosting is kind of solid, so you kind of got to navigate your... I've eaten other people's gingerbread houses. Oh, so there you Don't go. Don't worry. I have not made one. So you've had gingerbread. Oh, I thought you meant like a like specifically like a cookie, like a circle, like a. No, you I mean know. you know any holiday dessert. All right, gingerbread calling. number five. All right, there well, you go. That, yeah, I guess we kind of saw that one coming. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, biscotti at number five. It's I don't nice even know what that up. is. It's it's like a it's an Italian cookie. It kind of looks like a piece of bread. It's really thin, um, and you can it's it's you know it's tough to cut it's hard it's you basically break your, a lot of these cookies you break your teeth on for some reason um, this looks nothing like a cookie it is you're, you're looking at a picture looks like a scone yeah it's a cookie depends on how it's you make great. it it looks like you can put a little you can put some almonds in it you could put uh some cranberry in it you could put nothing in it um it's good it's good in the morning with a cup of coffee you don't have to feel like you're eating a cookie but you can still kind of eat a cookie um I can't imagine that Buddy the Elf would appreciate this because it doesn't really have that much sugar, but, you know, whatever. All right, that was number five. Number four, go. Number four, uh, chocolate chip. <laughs> I don't know. You have nothing else? What about, uh, what What are your feelings on the puffy sugar cookies that they have at the grocery store? So we're talking puffy and not flat. Okay. Um, they, they would have to be unranked because I don't think they're very good. They're so sugary. The, the ones that come in the, the plastic case and they kind of have mm-hmm. the big frosting on them. The ones those that everybody are, would bring to elementary school. Yeah, those are great. You don't like those? Nope. They Sorry. coat your mouth. They can't, you can't talk after. It's like eating a jar of peanut butter. Yeah, that's exactly why all the reasons I don't like them, especially because mm. I don't like peanut butter either, but uh, that's another thing. We're going to have to get you uh, some cookies figure it out. I know. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the peanut butter balls. It's basically like a Reese's except in a ball. All right. So that's a cookie. I'm going to have to argue with you there. It's a holiday treat. It's, you, you know, it's a cookie. It, you know, all these cookies start off in balls and then they go into the oven and they're baked into flat form. So technically this is just a pre-bake ball cookie. Objection. Overruled. Oh, Number right. three. He's the host. You're going to have to figure out one more cookie, and then you can dive into your... Well, you're going you're gonna to be pretty sad right now, because I don't have any other cookies. Mm. How about... Have you had... What do you, what do you like about the, uh, the kitchen sink? Have you ever like, had a kitchen sink cookie where they put everything in it? What is that? So they have Google a Panera, time. and they call it the kitchen sink cookie. And they basically just put everything they have in the restaurant into this one cookie. And, you know, not, not the chicken or the noodles, but... Um, <laughs> they put soup in their cookies. It's got, like, this big, flaky salt, big chunks of chocolate. It's got, like, some nuts. It's got some other stuff in it. And they call it, you know, kitchen sink because it's got everything but the kitchen sink in it. It's a pretty good Gross cookie. name for that. Gross name, but, it's, you know... You know, it's as it, big as your hand, I guess. It looks pretty good. Yeah. It's a good cookie. I mean, I wouldn't like the nuts in there. You don't, don't like nuts? Like almonds or something. Yeah. You know. But I don't like right. most nuts. Just just write that down as number three for you. All right. Um, yeah, put, pen, pen it in. We'll pen it in. Uh, number three, I'm going to have to go with the peanut butter blossom, I think. Have you had those? That's just a peanut butter cookie that you just 
said a fancy word at the end of it's well no it's a peanut butter cookie but you know you bake it for 10 minutes total eight minutes it's the cookie the last and then you open the oven you put in oh, a hershey's one of kiss these things yep and then it goes in the oven for another couple minutes and so i i have it at number three because i have some logistical challenges with the cookie first off that peanut butter you know the the cookie itself is pretty good but once you put in the chocolate it then becomes difficult to you know transport Eat. into your receptacle yeah. your eating receptacle right because you know maybe it scrapes the top of your mouth or Something like that. So what we have figured out is that the best way is to eat around the, you know, the center, right? Like a like a regular human would theorize to eat uh, this cookie. And then once you're done, you're left with a pretty good combination of chocolate and peanut butter in the center that, you know, just so happens to also fit your mouth. So you construct this cookie and then deconstruct it with your mouth and then are left with basically a Hershey kiss with a slight layer of peanut butter on the bottom. It's basically to slow me down from just inhaling them. But yeah, because they are tiny. They are. Um, I'd just like to say that these are actually being relegated to my bottom five Christmas cookies. What? Uh, I have a... First of all, I don't like peanut butter. But second of all, people have tricked me into eating these saying that there weren't peanut butter in them. And every time I fall for it because there's a Hershey kiss on top and then I'm really mad and it makes me sad. You, um, I think you got to figure out your peanut butter thing. I, I have had a lifelong battle with peanut butter, so you got to try um, different peanut butters. Have you? Have you I mean, you got to try like a chunky peanut, but you got to try. A I have tried peanut all butter, peanut butters. Gotta, hmm. Nothing. Never have tried. Have you tried? Like, they have like other other butter, like almond butter or or other butters. I don't know. But they have peanuts or nuts? Not me. All right. Well. And, you know, also the thing with these cookies is you roll them in like a cinnamon sugar kind of thing before they even go in the oven. So they're just extra delectable. Uh, number two, you can finally chocolate chip. All right. What up? With what What kind of chocolate chips? Like big hunking pieces you, of chocolate or morsels or? As long as there's chocolate and nothing else in my cookies, I'm good to go. That's even if they're right. just all chocolate. If somebody hands me a big old... Uh, piece of chocolate and says this is a cookie i'll eat it i mean do you it wouldn't stop me do you have any preference for like a like a crumbly chocolate or like a soft one or like a whatever goes in my mouth all right i i've been a fan of uh every once in a while we've we've gone to a restaurant where they give you a chocolate cookie a chocolate chip cookie and it's in like a cast iron pan right and it's kind of like underbaked a little bit and they put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top and it just kind of melts while you're eating it, and it's this delicious. I, it's is, is it really a cookie at that point? Probably not. Yes, but and it it qualifies, and it's so good. All right, there you go. You heard it here. I'm gonna go with number two. I'm gonna have to go with probably probably the classic uh, butter jam thumbprint. I I Google time again. Hold on. There you go. I mean, it's a good. So I'll describe it. It's a. It's a. It's a regular sugar cookie, and it's got a thumbprint that you do with your thumb. Obviously, that's um, a rehash of the last one, Tom. No, it's not. This is different. That's a cookie with an imprint in it, but it's not a Hershey Kiss in there. You threw some jam in there. You know what, Mrs. Mrs. Claus, whoever invented all of these cookies, they did not have the massive kitchens that we have nowadays. They had to improvise. And so, because of that, we get lots of different thumbprint cookies. This one is filled with a raspberry jam. It's delicious, and it's buttery, and it's soft, and and it's a fantastic cookie. And I won't hear any slander about it. You know, I'd really like to eat one of these. Really? 
Mm-hmm. All right. Like well, jam. they're gone, but maybe yep. next time. Okay. Uh, all right, number one, go. Uh, sugar cookies. That's, yeah. With frosting. Decorated, you know, yeah. beautifully or not really or haphazardly or what? Uh, I don't like too much frosting, so, you know, one layer. Do they put some, you put some sprinkles on it or some? Sprinkles can be overkill. You got to go real light. All right. Yeah. Do you, I mean, is this an activity in your house? Are you frosting nope. cookies? and? Mm-hmm. I've never made cookies in my life. Wow. Well, uh, no time like the present. I'm uncultured, Tom. Yeah. You might as well just fire up the oven now. They're really not that hard to make. Um, you know, you can just I have other obligations. I have to play um, Minecraft and stuff. Sure. I'm sure you can make cookies in Minecraft nowadays. Um, number one, <laughs> it's it's the classic snickerdoodle cookie. Whoa. I know. And you're going to have objections, and I don't know why. I don't really have any opinion, actually. Really? Have you, have I don't you know, had the last time that I've had a snickerdoodle. They're good. I haven't had one in forever, though. So, really, like, the the best part of these is how soft they are and how they're rolled in the cinnamon sugar. And they get nice and flat and large, and it's just a good cookie. Yeah. And good you can look cookie. at it and say, oh, shit, that's a snickerdoodle. Like, you know, it's got that good brand. You know, what they say about brands, right, is brand awareness, right? And this cookie has great brand awareness. Top ten. Top five. Whoa, Top one. Whoa. It's number one. Number one brand awareness for snickerdoodles. Yeah, right there. Nothing else in the entire world can top it, I guess. So what do you have coming up for the holidays, Jake? Anything interesting? No. No? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just moved back in, so I'm vibing, you know, hanging out you with the family all the time. You got any big meals, though? You got to have, you know, I, I, in the past you've had a couple good steaks for, for a dinner, or you've had something like that, or you've... Uh... Steaks on Christmas, Tom? Yeah. What could be going through your mind right now? That's what I have. That's very bold. We usually have like a Christmas ham. Yeah, I feel like ham is more of an Easter dish. I mean, why not have it why twice? Not both? Yeah, pork yeah. and los dos. Is that pork how you say it? los dos. Yeah. Yeah. See, I took French. I took Spanish, and I still am <laughs> lackluster on it. I mean, you know, I like ham. We can have it as many times. Ham is just, you know. I put it on a sandwich, and we also eat it for Christmas or New Year's or whatever. Oh, um, I have good news about – we're talking about food now and dinners. Um, during our bonus episode of Thanksgiving foods ranking, do you remember? Yeah, that was a classic. Corn was yeah, on there. Yeah, you were quite quite mad. What did you say? Corn was on there. Corn was on there. Yeah. That's all I remember. But um, stuffing wasn't for me, and I've now realized my mistake. Oh. Stuffing's number one. Wow, you've come around to the butt bread. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Nothing better. So what kind of stuffing do you have? Do you have the, the stovers from the box? Do you have the you know the OG butt bread where you stick it in the turkey and then you get bread out after? I'm not the one who makes these things. I just eat them. So you whatever don't understand. They hand me, no, I don't know anything it. about it. And the less I know about it, the better. Well, I'm glad that you've come around. To, so where would that rank in your top five? Number one. Number one, number one easily forever. Wow. It's so good. I, I, wait, actually, I think I had bread, like like biscuits, as my number one, and that would stay, and stuffing would be a, a number two. So close, though. That's yeah. They would be kind of be trading <sighs> blows back and forth. Yeah, they're just different uh, bread. There you go. Yeah, I mean, really, that's all it is. It's just bread with some spices and stuff. I don't think I've ever eaten more stuffing than this year. Do, I mean, 
you can basically fill a whole entire plate with stuffing. Do you do you put gravy in your stuffing? Still not a big gravy guy, but I'm mm. warming up to it. All right, give it time. Give it time. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like a little cranberry in my stuffing too. Just a little. Not a cranberry guy. Yeah, you're yeah. Your top five was kind of all jacked up. Hey, if you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead and listen. Some of it might still ring true for the holidays. That's a season. little plug for uh, Thomas Show season one bonus episode. There's going to be a bunch of those starting in season two coming up next week when Tom starts up this show weekly again. I don't know about any of that. All right, Jake, That's. Um, do you have any parting words, any words of wisdom to get through the holidays? It's a stressful time. Uh, Get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. All right, that has been the Holiday Spectacular, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, New Year's holiday episode of The Thomas Show. I'm really, Festivus. really excited, Jake, that you joined me. We had a lot of fun. I hope, uh, you know, if you listened to this, you had a lot of fun listening to it. I would like to give you a lot of props if you made it this far without listening. All right, yeah, that's all. If you liked it, leave a review. That really helps us out. If you didn't like it, uh, don't tell anyone. And that's it. Have a very, and very... tune in next week. Don't tune in next week. Maybe tune in next week. Well, don't know. we don't know. Maybe. Okay. Bid well and farewell. Is that what you say? I, uh, to all a good night. <laughs> that's good. To all a good night. Good night.